Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, December 1st. Can't believe it's December already. It's time for Kevin's commentary. Got a roundup of what I've been reading this week. We always like to start with a shot and a quote. Today's shot is pretty straightforward. Wildflower honey with red jalapenos fermented. It's got a nice heat level, though. Pretty hot for jalapenos. Good stuff. Take a shot right now. What a great way to start the day. Our quote for the day, let every man, every corporation, and especially let every village, town, and city, every county and state get out of debt and keep out of debt. It is the debtor that is ruined by hard times. Rutherford B. Hayes, one of our lesser known presidents. Really good quote. I wish we had more people in government that felt this way. We have so much debt in government. It's just insane. We have a lot of debt with consumers. And I think we are heading for hard times. Remember, it is the debtor that is ruined by hard times. I've been saying something since 2017 was the first year I started on this theme. My timing was a little off. I thought we were heading for a pretty big downturn then. A lot of things changed that, but it doesn't change the reality. I think those hard times are here now. What I started saying very clearly in 2017 was pay down debt and save cash. That is the absolute best defense for hard times. And it's never too late. Even if you've done nothing, start today, start right now. Pay down debt, save cash. Probably means you're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to sacrifice something. Better for you to sacrifice now than to be forced into it because of the debt you're carrying. Start working on that. All right. We also like to start the day with something we are grateful for. I am very grateful for everyone who is willing to risk the repercussions of speaking out, even when it comes at a very high personal risk. One of the people right now who is taking more risk than anybody else I'm aware of and is not only speaking out, but protecting our ability to speak out is Elon Musk. It's easy to say, well, he's the richest man in the world. What can they do to him? They can do a lot to him, and they're trying. He is probably the biggest target in the world right now, uh, which is insane in and of itself. But it's just as important that each and every one of us speak out. We can't remain quiet. Even if you are risking something You've got to do it. Let's get to some of what I've been reading this week. I did miss two days of commentary. I had a bunch of stuff backed up, but uh, I may have to cover some more of that tomorrow. Um, This is an issue that I, I think is important for us to watch in trucking because I think it's going to have an impact on us. Um, We've talked many times about the independent contractor rule in trucking 
and how they're trying to get rid of it. AB5 was the first really big step. AB5 was a Calif- is a California bill that really changed the independent contractor status in California. It's been challenged in court, and it made it all the way to the Supreme Court. The Ninth Circuit, I believe, uh, upheld the law, and then it moved up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court decided not to hear the case, which means the ruling from the Ninth Circuit stands, and the current law in California... Now, it's being challenged many ways, and this fight is going to go on for a long time, but it is the law in California right now. And the law is that I'm going to speak specifically about trucking right now, but this covers every industry that might use independent contractors. I'm focused on trucking. Basically, what AB5 says in California is if you own a truck, you can't lease it to a carrier. Carriers cannot bring on independent contractors to move freight if they're based in California. Now, the, the law is not very clear about how it affects other trucks coming into the state. That will be fought as well. But right now, the big issue is technically in California, you can't lease to a carrier. If you want to own a truck, you would have to get your own authority. That really now, like most laws, it's being ignored a lot. Look at the emission laws in California and look at how many trucks are driving around in California that don't meet their emission requirements. This is no different. The carriers will be the target here. So unless you're a carrier using independent contractors in California, you don't have a lot of risk for this other than the fact that you may find it very difficult to lease on to somebody in California. Uh, that's, that's going to change. So the they're really coming after everybody now. This is um, federal. The, the federal laws, they're trying to reclassify the gig workers. The, the gig workers refers to Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, all the food delivery services, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. Uh, We have the delivery drivers for groceries and other things, Instacart. There are a lot of these companies. I really thought this was an amazing thing. Um, a great opportunity for people. It doesn't have to be somebody's full-time job. Why do we believe that every opportunity has to be treated like a full-time job? That's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to say, oh, these people need protection. They need benefits. They're, it's, it's a mess. Why not just leave this alone? If people choose to work as independent contractors, why aren't they allowed to? Why are we trying to stop this? Why can't it just be another opportunity? I do know people who survive on this, who are actually earning their living doing this, and they're quite happy doing it, and they don't want to be an employee There are also a lot of people who subsidize income doing this. The opportunity to just do it 
once a week if you want, or a couple times a month. Why would we want to take that away? But we also shouldn't consider treating those people like employees. That, that it will ruin the entire opportunity if they manage to push this through. Now, total transparency here. This is really a democratic law. This is it's the Democrats that are pushing these kinds of gig worker laws, independent contractor reclassification. For the most part, the Republicans have not been supporting these types of laws. So elections do have consequences. We will uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on this. I'm not going to give you all the details because this stuff changes. Um but there is just just know that there's a big, big push uh, to get this done in their states pushing for it. There are several bills in the um, federal government right now. So you might want to check your representatives and find out where they stand on this issue and let them know how you feel about it. All right. Something else I've been saying for a while Um Cryptocurrency, no matter what you think about it, whether it's a good thing for our society and our economy, and I I honestly don't know. Uh, Economics are really complicated. I don't pretend to understand some of the big picture issues here. I don't know whether a digital currency makes any sense or not. I really don't. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of thoughts that it's uh, more government control. But then there are people that argue it's the opposite because cryptocurrencies don't really fall under government control right now. As far as the big picture goes and whether or not we will end up with a cryptocurrency common or whether it's a good thing or not, I really don't know. I, I and I haven't done a lot of research and thinking about it simply because most issues like this are pretty complicated. They really are. But what I have been saying is that there's there's two big issues around cryptocurrency. One that I just spoke of is that will we get a cryptocurrency, a, a common, you know, everyday cryptocurrency that we use and it is accepted everywhere? And if we do, is that a good thing or not? I don't know. So I'm not really commenting on that issue. The other issue that I absolutely have very strong opinions about, and I speak out on quite often, is whether or not cryptocurrency is a good investment. That's a bigger issue. Whether or not we end up with a cryptocurrency really is mostly out of our control. Whether or not you invest in a cryptocurrency is absolutely in your control. This one's really easy for me. This is an absolute no. Hell no. First off, most of the people who even think about investing in things like this, in my experience, I've worked with a lot of people. I get these questions all the time. Somebody will call me and say, you know, I want to invest in cryptocurrency. What do you think? Or something along those lines. And then I'll, instead of answering, I'll just start questioning them. Well, so tell me about your finances and the rest of your investment strategy. 
How much debt do you have? What are your other investments? What are your retirement or financial goals? And what I get is crickets. They, they have no plan. They have no other investments. Or, or if they do, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to them. And yet they're asking about something that is extremely risky. Let's just talk about one reason why it's risky. Because we have no history. When we compare investments to determine whether or not they are good investments, we look at history. Even though all the commercials, they have to say this, it's law, past performance does not indicate future performance or something along those lines. What they're saying is, just because something did something in the past doesn't mean it will do the same thing in the future. I agree with that statement. But when we have history, when we can look back 50, 75, 100 years to see how an investment performs over time, what happens to that investment when the economy is good? What happens to that investment when the economy is bad? What happens during extreme cases like stagflation in the late 70s, early 80s? How do all of those things affect an investment? What happens when we have a real downturn in the economy like 08, 09? We can look back and we can see how those investments have reacted over long periods of time. Go back and look at something as simple as the S&P 500. My favorite investment for people who don't want to have to learn too much about investing because it's consistent doesn't mean it's never going to lose money. In fact, I tell people all the time, you will have years where you lose money in the S&P 500. And we know that because we've been watching it for decades. We can go back and see. But we can also see that if you pick any 10-year period, the return on the S&P 500 is pretty stellar. Uh, upwards of 10% in any 10-year period. That's that's pretty impressive. And it's really simple. You just start putting money into an S&P 500 index fund every month and just keep doing it. That, that's the easiest retirement plan I can come up with. Cryptocurrency is the farthest away from that that I can imagine. We have no history now, here's the other thing. People look at cryptocurrency as though it's one thing. It's not. Think of cryptocurrency, that, that word, that term, the way we think of stocks or mutual funds. You can't make the statement that stocks are a good investment. Well, there's tens of thousands of them. Some are good investments. Many aren't. Even when a stock is a good investment, if you're only holding a couple of stocks, you're at way too much risk. That's why we talk about mutual funds. There are also tens of thousands of mutual funds. In fact, I believe now there might be more mutual funds than stocks listed. Mutual funds are just a group of stocks. 
that we invest in. The S&P 500, it can be a mutual fund, an indexed mutual fund. So that takes a lot of risk out of this. But when we talk about cryptocurrency, people talk about it as though it's one thing. It's not. It's an asset class. And within that asset class are a lot of companies and they're new ones every day. We know nothing about these companies. They have no history. Now, the reason I'm talking about cryptocurrency is because it's been in the news all week uh, and will continue to be in the news because once again, this isn't the first time a cryptocurrency company has lost billions of dollars, many, many billions of dollars. The, um, the founder of this particular cryptocurrency company, FTX, at one point, they claimed his personal worth was, if I remember right, $26 billion. I just read an interview or listened to an interview where he now thinks he might have $100,000 left in his bank account. He's not even sure. How does that happen? How do you go from $26 billion? We can't even fathom $26 billion. It's such a big number, it doesn't even compute in most of our brains. doesn't compute in mine. It's way too big. But how do you, first off, how do you amass $26 billion? He's young, 30 maybe. And then how do you lose it all? He was backed by a lot of big names. A lot of big names said he was the superstar. This company was going to set records. And yeah, they set records all right. Now, that was last week and still talking about it this week. We'll be talking about it a long time. Uh, but there's another one. Um, a crypto lender, BlockFi, follows FTX into bankruptcy. That, uh, that's the latest headline. Cryptocurrency lender BlockFi has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protections in New Jersey in the wake of the bankruptcy of Sam Bankman-Fried's Bahamas-based FTX. That's the company I was just talking about. One company fails miserably that there had to be so many scams going on in that one. We, I don't know that we'll ever unravel that. Uh, the, the bankruptcy attorney who's, who's in charge of the whole FTX fiasco said it is about 10 times more complicated than Enron. And he worked on the Enron bankruptcy, and that one was outrageously complicated. Uh, well, now another company has failed in the cryptocurrency world. Um, I didn't even know what a crypto lender is. In fact, I still don't. I'm going to have to go do a little research on this. I don't understand what crypto lender really means. Uh, but I'll do some digging on that and report back. The message here, stay away from crypto. This is probably the riskiest investment that I've seen in a long, long time. It's really just not even worth risking small amounts of money for. All right. I had, uh, let me make sure I didn't miss something big. Oh, one other thing. I'll probably talk about this a lot more tomorrow. Um, 
we're right on the edge of some things happening. And I want to uh, give it another day to see what what happens with the rail strike. This could have a huge impact on our economy and trucking specifically. The initial um, impact in trucking will be positive, very positive. Uh, Spot market rates could climb really quickly again. There could be plenty of work. Um, There are some negatives. There will be fuel issues right away. That won't take long to show up. Uh, the longer this goes on, if it happens, the worse it will be for the economy. So we may see, you know, a short-term gain in trucking, but then um, probably hurt quite a bit in the long term. Uh, I, I am really mixed on this. I, I don't want to see one more thing that's that's going to be negative for our economy, but I also don't want to see the government um, stop this, especially the Democrats. The Democrats have have lived and died by the union vote for decades now. They still do. And now the Democrats are going to go in and kind of screw the union and say, sorry, guys, we don't care if you got what you wanted or not. Uh, We're not going to let you strike. Pretty hypocritical, if you ask me. If you support the unions, then support the unions. You know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you chose the union. Um, you, most people love the benefits and the pay. Um, if you can't negotiate with the company and you're going to go out on strike, then go out on strike. And I don't think the government should stop it, but I have a feeling they're going to. The house already passed a bill. It goes to the Senate now. Uh, so I want to do a little more digging, um, before I really talk a lot about that. Like I said, I, I doubt very much that it will go to a strike. Uh, the last time they did this, I think was 1991 and the strike only lasted a day and then the government forced them to go back to work. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it. I'll probably report some on that tomorrow. I have uh, some things I didn't get to. I'll add those to tomorrow's commentary because I've got to wrap this up and get ready for the live show. We will, uh, We'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.